0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Boy, Winter shoehorned in that little Hartford Whalers. Sure did, did, did it. Sure did, did it. I am gonna <laughs> squeeze this in in that 60-second update. <laughs> oh. Kathy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app in for Greeny. Today we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are also on SiriusXM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker, Lakers Warriors Game 5 is tonight. The Lakers have the opportunity to wrap up this series. The Warriors just trying to stay alive to play another day, down three games to one. Greeny brought this up yesterday and keeps bringing up the idea that the Lakers really should just take it easy with LeBron and take it easy with AD. And he was joking when he was saying, kind of joking, but to illustrate a point, when he was saying that they should just leave him at home and go up there and play the game without him. Well, Mm. of course not. This game is important to the Lakers, and Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, with us yesterday on Greeny, told you exactly why it is important for the Lakers.
2: Be careful, about unleashing something like that on the Warriors because now you could find yourself in a situation where guys get in rhythm that they need. Like, where's Jordan Poole been? Clay is struggling. So LeBron AD, you don't take the right approach going into that game to win the game and end the series. And they even sense that the Warriors and you let those guys back into the series in
1: terms of rhythm, you've got a whole different problem on your hands now going back to L.A. to close out game six. Because right now, they know they've got some guys that are trying to find their offense with their season on the line. Right, dire straits for Golden State. Canty, I always believe this when it comes to teams that have been amazing for a long run. You're going to tell me they're dead, show me the body. And if you have the opportunity to knock them out tonight... You knocked them out tonight.
0: Yeah, just because you know Golden State is a team with championship DNA and they've got shooters that can get hot in a hurry. And so you got to make sure that this team, when they're questioning themselves, when they have those doubts in the back of their mind, because they're hearing all the noise about people saying the dynasty is over, this is the time to get a fast start if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. Don't let up any of the pressure. Right now, Golden State is feeling all of it because they're about to be closed out in five games. Make them feel all of that pressure with the intensity and your attitude at the start of the game. Because if they know that they're in for a 48-minute fight, maybe longer than that, if they sense that that's the energy that you're giving them early on, then maybe, just maybe, you have the opportunity to close out on the road. And for a team that has aging stars in AD and LeBron, that's important. Trying the prospect, the the prospects of getting more rest, assuming that Nuggets Sun series goes seven games, is huge in terms of this team accomplishing the ultimate goal, which is getting to and winning the NBA Finals. Do
1: you expect the Lakers to win tonight? No. So this no, will go to Game Six.
0: This will go to Game well, Six. Will tonight and back be in LA. a game? Will this yeah. be a
1: game where the Warriors yeah, it run won't, out it, of the
0: gym? It won't be what we saw in Game Three. It won't be that kind of blowout. Okay. Or Game Two, excuse me. It won't be that kind of blowout. No. Okay.
1: No. I, I Listen, I think it'll be tight. I am not going to be surprised if the Lakers win tonight. And if we're going to start talking about the Warriors getting back and getting some of that confidence back, it's still, I, I still can't believe for a moment that in this series against LeBron and A.D. with the big mismatches that we have seen at times, mm. uh, especially with A.D., that the Warriors can win three straight here. I think that no, no matter what the confidence level is, because of who the guy is on the other side leading that team, and who the best player on the court is in this series. And as much as I love Steph in this particular series, when he is at his best, Anthony Davis is the best player on the court.
0: Well, here's what I'll say: I would on both ends specifically. I, I, I tend to agree with you just because of how good the Lakers are defensively. We could have said that same thing in 2016 in the finals with the Golden State Warriors. They were mm-hmm. the number one defense that year, and the Cavs, down 3-1, came back and won that series. Mm-hmm. So I, I will never dismiss greatness. And that's what we're seeing from we continue no, to I'm see that from Steph anything. Curry. Yeah. And, and the question is, will the others around Steph come to the party? Like what version of Draymond are we going to get? What version of Clay are we going to get? Can Andrew Wiggins step up and be a difference maker? A lot of people understate his importance to their title run last year and how great he was in the conference finals and the NBA finals. Those are the guys that are going to have to make a difference. Jordan Poole, can he be a guy coming off the bench that can do something with the basketball off the bounce, create his own shot, and create shots for others? Like, that's the element that they're missing. Now, I'm curious to see the adjustments that Darvin Ham is going to make with what the Warriors and Steve Kerr tried to do in Game 4 – with running Anthony Davis through high pick-and-roll sets? Because the, the Los Angeles Lakers had no answers for that defensively in the half court when they put AD's man in the pick-and-roll situation and AD would be forced to extend and come out of the paint. Can the Los Angeles Lakers come up with an answer with that? If they can't, they're going to be in a, uh, in a bind. Flip side, what lineup does Steve Kerr throw out of there at the gate, like what, what's going to be the starting lineup? Because remember, he's juggled the starting lineup three of the first, uh, the first four games in this series. Curious to see the lineup that he decides to go with elimination game, backs against the wall at home. Those are the two adjustments that I'm looking to see early on from the two coaches.
1: Well, it's interesting that you, you brought up Jordan Poole because, uh, Draymond Green on his podcast, he didn't bring him up.
3: Clay will play better. I have no doubt in my mind,
0: I'll play better. Steph had an incredible game. Expect more of the same or even more from him. And everybody else will play great. Uh, Moses Moody's been giving us great minutes. Dante gave us some good minutes last night. GP gave great minutes. Loon when Loon's in there. He's giving great minutes. Wiggs was aggressive. Listen, I'm living with it. And we just didn't make the plays we needed to make down the stretch to win the game. We'll make those plays. I have no doubt in my mind.
1: Jordan didn't come up there. No. And with good reason. I mean... Zero points the other night in the limited amount of time. I mean, he has become unplayable for them. So when I look at who the most important player is in tonight's game, I can't put it on Jordan Poole. I'm putting it squarely on Clay. The, there has to be some consistency to his game. We were talking about this with Nick Friedell earlier. The consistency, as Nick pointed out, is absolutely the biggest difference between Clay post injury and pre injury. I would agree with you. The one thing that I
0: will say to Clay's defense and somewhat to Steph's defense, um, what the Lakers are doing offensively is hunting those guys. Yeah. They, they are finding Steph Curry consistently in half-court sets and attacking him. They are finding Klay Thompson consistently and attacking him. What they're not going to do is allow those guys to run around fresh as a daisy in in the second half, particularly in the late third, early fourth quarter. Make them work. They're going to make those guys work on the defensive end, and I thought that 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 bared itself out and had some kind of effect at the end of game four. Because you saw from a shot selection standpoint, questionable shots from Clay down the stretch, questionable shots by Steph Curry in that final sequence. The fact that Darvin Ham is making those guys work on the defensive end is, is, a, is a tribute to a, a savvy coaching move, a great chess move in this series. And I don't know that Steve Kerr can find an answer for
1: that. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces, come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. And,
0: and, and to your point, I think that's where Jordan Poole becomes valuable being able to spell those guys and, and get those guys some rest because of what Darvin Ham is doing. If he can come in and, and be that, that, that guy that we saw last year during the postseason that has the potential for go to 30 on any given night, if he can come in and be some semblance of that, I think that rest helps Clay Thompson and helps Steph Curry in the fourth quarter. Now, I don't have any confidence that he's going to be able to do that, but that's what the Warriors
1: need. I have a hard time seeing them come back in this series without a drastic turnaround from Jordan Poole. Lakers and Warriors game five is tonight on ESPN Radio. Coverage beginning at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Canty, the odds have shifted quite a bit now to win a title, as you would expect, Mm. uh, after the last couple of days. Uh, I took you through this off the air in terms of asking you for guesses, and you were spot on with it. We have two teams that are now the favorites, both at plus 300, the Nuggets and the Lakers, to win the championship. The 76ers are now plus 340. They were behind the Celtics. How about this for the Celtics after last night? Hmm. Yesterday, at 2-2, the Boston Celtics to win the NBA championship. We're plus 165, according to Caesars Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. I mean, a heavy favorite. Plus 165 today, plus 430. Mm. And mm. you understand mm. why. You know what we call that? The Missoula factor. Ooh. That's exactly what that was. Yeah. Vegas does not like Joe Missoula, and understandably so. But then it is a considerable fall-off. It is those four teams that the belief is there that they can win a championship. Then you've got the Suns at, 11, at plus 1,100. They are down 3-2, and they are still ahead of the Heat, who are up 3-1. The disrespect to <laughs> Miami. The disrespect. Plus 1,300. The Warriors plus 1,600. And the Knicks are 85-1. to
0: Yeah, it ain't going to happen for you. It's over for you. Here's what I'll say. The Nuggets and the Sixers is understandable after last night, right? Mm-hmm. Teams that win game five in a best of seven when it's tied 2-2 win the series 82% of the time. So, I mean, it's assuming that both of those teams are going to go on to close out. And with the Lakers, they're up 3-1 against the Warriors, so it makes sense. I look at these odds, and it's just – it's impressive to see the Lakers and the Sixers as the second and third shortest odds to win the title this year just because where those teams were – going back to the beginning of the calendar year in January, and even somewhat thinking about where they were at the start of the year. To think that these teams, you know, with all the questions around Doc Rivers, with the questions around Joel Embiid's health, with the questions about LeBron and AD staying healthy, that they would be able to get this thing turned around the way that they have. And right now, to me, those would be the two teams that I would have favorited to play in the NBA Finals. I just want to highlight the disrespect
1: one more time for the Heat. (laughs) Just one more time. One more time for the people in the back. Suns, down three games to two to the Nuggets, plus 1,100. The Warriors, who are down 3-1 to the Lakers, are plus 1,600. The Heat, who are up 3-1 on the Knicks, are only plus 1300. <laughs> Think about that for a second. That is brutal. Yeah, it's bad. And let me tell you something. Plus 1300, not terrible value right now. 13 to 1, take a shot? No. Just take a
0: shot? No, that's burning money. I'm not cause... talking
1: about putting a lot of money. That's, burn, 20 that's bucks. burning no,
0: I can't even do that in good conscience. You can. Burning money. 13
1: to 1, heat. 20 bucks. You doing it? No, because that means they beat the Sixers, but I do like oh, those true. odds if I'm not a Sixers fan. I, like
0: yeah, They're no up way three to one. There's no way they're beating whoever comes out of the West, even if they do get past the Sixers in the conference final.
1: That's why the odds are so bad. You want to take saying. a little flyer no, on it? Why not?
0: No, I, I no, don't disagree. No, burning I, money. Don't, don't, don't mislead the people pay. man no, listen. we pride ourselves on being a show for the people don't mislead the people to the point where they don't make no money but the people know I'm an idiot
1: so they should know better than to no, follow no, no, no. me See? that's all
0: I I have no words to that. What's my retort to that? You just called yourself an idiot.
1: Well, because when it comes to this stuff, I can get sucked in sometimes. (laughs) And I can talk
0: myself into it. You know what? If you're looking around and you can't find a sucker, you are the sucker. Oh, that's
1: very true. Yeah. And I have been that that, guy at the poker table. Would you
0: jump in on that plus 1,300 like a big mouth bass? You're the sucker.
1: (laughs) There have been times at the poker table where I can look around and I can find the sucker. Yeah. Most of the time, I can't which means I'm that big flopping flounder on that table. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In for Greeny today, the best teams start with great talent, and when it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, after 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, a new era is beginning for one NFL team and they are preaching preaching for the first time in a very long time, patience. It's next, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80.
2: Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. We're excited for him. We've got a lot of confidence in him. If he gets out there and he's just garbage this year, he just sucks. He's terrible. Everybody in that organization's losing their job anyway.
0: This is his tryout year, and they're going to find out what they have in Jordan Love.
1: Packers are preaching patience with Jordan Love. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius 6M Channel 80. We're coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patrone. Perfection starts with Patron. We welcome in Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL Front Office Insider. Follow him on Twitter at ESPN. and Lewis, let's start there. We appreciate the time. As always, we're going to hear from Jordan Love for the first time today since Aaron Rodgers was traded. What are fair expectations for Jordan Love this year?
3: Well, I'm not. I'm not going like, to give like a completion percentage or yards for attempts right. or touchdown interception ratio. But I will say this: I think it's fair to expect that there'll be growing pains early because look at look at all the youth that they've acquired at the position that's going to mostly affect him as far as distributing the football because that's really what we're talking about. How's Aaron, how's Jordan Love going to look throwing the ball? I mean, his top wideout is a second-year player. His number two wideouts, a second-year player. His number three and number four wideouts are going to be rookies, all right? His his number one tight end is going to be a rookie. His number two tight end is going to be a rookie. And his number three tight end, who can be a, a move guy or a, you know, on-the-line guy and decide to go, is a, what, third-year guy? I mean, so these guys, he's got youth everywhere, everywhere as far as throwing the football. So really, it's going to be about early on tempering your expectations as you know Matt Lafleur and and their new OC Adam Stanovich gets this thing rolling from a chemistry standpoint. But I believe this. I believe if you look at the past two years and watch Jordan Love throw the ball, you watch his pocket presence, his ability to, in particular, throw the football in the middle of the field from from number to number. He's got as good of anticipation, ball placement, and Field vision, as you'll see, as you'll see in a young quarterback, you just haven't seen it a whole lot. But he can deliver the football, man. He can, by time, make some very, very good, high-quality NFL-level plays. And I think you will see that ramp up dramatically as the season goes along, provided that the wide receiver core stays healthy, the offensive line and running game continues to be as good as you know it can be. They still have their two, their top two backs coming back, and look, Aaron and A.J. are as good as it gets. And this offensive line, when it's healthy, is, a, is as good as it gets. So I don't think this is one of like I'm, – I'm not the doom and gloomer who's just looking for him to fail because, you know, he's following a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, and we don't know about it. And I'm not looking for that at all. I, I, all the reports I hear out of there are he's carrying himself differently. He understands he's the guy. He understands what the expectation is going to be now following Aaron. I'm, I'm kind of buying into that. and I, And I love these young guys that he has. You got to love what Christian Watson did at the end of last year. You got to love. You watch tape on on Jaden Reed, their third rounder from Michigan Michigan State. You're going to love him. You're going to love Dontavian Wicks, their fifth rounder out of Virginia. Mm -hmm. You're going to love Luke Musgrave, Tucker Croft. You're going to love all these guys. So if you're Green Bay right now from a front office perspective, you're going, there's going to be some bumps in the road early. Just expect it, man. Just just expect it. Bite the bullet and expect it. But as this thing gets going and these guys start to gel – and these guys start you know, really understanding the nuance of offense and what Jordan is looking for, and he's understanding how they're going to be, you could be setting yourselves up real, real nice in Green Bay. I'm telling you, I would, I'm more optimistic than pessimistic. So as Lew-
4: you
3: can probably tell.
0: So, Lewis, you just covered the expectations for Jordan Love, but I, I want to take it a step further. W- what are the expectations for the Green Bay Packers this year? I know it might seem counterintuitive because you lost a four-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but could you be talking about this team Contending for the NFC North crown and or a playoff spot in twenty twenty three? Could you? Sure. Look, Chris, I mean you know how that goes, right? I mean,
3: a couple teams in the like okay, so the Detroit and or Chicago or Minnesota, you know, loses the quarterback or they are hurt for an extended period of time or hit with a rash of injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it could just flip everything on its head. Do I think they'll contend for the North? No, I don't. Do I think Detroit's going to win the North? Yeah, I do. Do I think Detroit's going to be a potential Final Four team? Yeah, I do. I said that at the end of last year. I think Detroit can be that good. So, and I think Chicago, look, if they hit on some of their young defensive players in particular, like if Javon Dexter from Florida and, 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 um, and Stevenson, and Zach Pickens, the D-tackle out of South. If these guys can hit and they can be as good as you as obviously management up there and Ryan Poles and Matt Eberfuss think they can be, Chicago could surprise the hell out of some people. They really could. But I think this is Detroit's year. I just, I'm just saying Green Bay is going to probably start slow because of how young they are. But by the end of it, if they're healthy, I think we could be looking at Jordan Love and going, damn, okay, yeah, we hadn't seen him, but obviously he he took some notes. He learned some things. He matured and kind of like started to get his legs under him while you know while Aaron was running things up there in Green Bay. And they may have hit on something. There may be a reason why they were so happy when they moved up and drafted him. And everyone was sitting there going, "Why the hell did you draft Jordan Love?" I think I, I I have a feeling that it could turn out that way because I really do believe that they've gotten some real, they got some really good players. Now we'll see what what Matt does with them. But let me just reiterate this in the in the North in the NFC. This is going to be Detroit's year. And you can laugh at Detroit's history all you want. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying people in general. And people can sit there and make uninformed comments about Jared Goff all they want. Just look at Jared Goff's stats and look at how they played, especially over the last 10 games of the year when they finished 8-2 and how this defense started kicking everybody's, you know what, at the end of the year. And now they've got some reinforcements. This team is going to be legit. The North is going to be fun to watch. And it's not just going to be the good old black and blue division where it's three yards in the cloud. This, there's going to be some points scored, and it's going to be some fun football to watch in the North for sure.
0: Talking with the ESPN NFL front office inside of Lewis Riddick on Greeny. And Lewis, since you're bringing up Detroit, they were one of two teams in the first round that took a running back before a wide mm. receiver was off the board. We saw last year yeah. at the trade deadline, the 49ers gave up a haul for Christian McCaffrey. I get that the New York Mm -hmm. Giants are at an impasse with Saquon Barkley's new contract, but are we seeing Mm -hmm. a shift in how NFL teams value the running back position? How
3: valuable the the running back position is to success? No, I don't think we're – I think everybody understands, like, what kind of back you need. You need a Christian McCaffrey, Jameer Gibbs, Alvin Kamara type of guy. That's what everybody wants, Saquon Barkley type of guy. The guy who's a three-down player who – is really makes you multiple. I think how you value them as far as contract renegotiations, contract extensions, you know, how much you're willing to pay for guys on their second contract, such as the guy has some kind of injury history like Saquon has. No, I don't think that's changing. I think you're still going to see people opt for the younger, cheaper alternatives and be very, very hesitant to pay big money to second, second contract guys. I just, I, do. I don't think that's changing at all. But as far as how valuable they think they are to their overall success, well, I, I think that that may be exploding. I think that may be, you know, even ramping up because you saw what Christian did for, for San Francisco. Yep. You're, people are going to fall in love with Jameer Gibbs. I mean, we, we see how, how uh, happy the people are in Philadelphia now that DeAndre Swift is here because they know what he brings from a run and pass game perspective. So, yeah, the, these guys, running back position is – as valuable as it's ever been, and maybe even more. But how they value it and what they're willing to pay for it—history is just on the team builder's side as far as the kind of value you can get second round on down. Um, and so, why would you why would you pay pay up for guys with top ten, top fifteen selections? Although, I mean, I know I'm sitting here contradicting myself, going, "Well, hell, Detroit just did it." Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, we'll see whether or not they they get the kind of return on investment that they need get relative to what they to where they drafted him. I wouldn't have done that, although I'd love the hell out of Jameer Gibbs. He's one of my top maybe four or five players in this draft. I just wouldn't have paid that price for him, but I think he's going to be electric for Detroit.
1: Awesome stuff, Lewis. We appreciate a few minutes. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider. and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, as we know, Tomorrow night, the entire NFL schedule will be released. We'll have a special on ESPN at 8 p.m. with the whole NFL schedule. Canty, we got a couple of more games today, in addition to all the international games we told you earlier. In case you missed those, the Jaguars are going to go back-to-back weeks. Maybe they should start shopping for some land in London (laughs) or England because they're going to play in London and then in Tottenham. We've always thought the Jaguars could end up there to begin with, but... That aside, Black Friday. As we know, first year they're having a Black Friday game. Dolphins-Jets.
0: Ooh, I love that
1: one. That is a really good game. That game is in East Rutherford.
0: And we know the Thanksgiving Day food is better the day
1: after. Yeah.
0: So all of that seasoning
1: setting in while you settle in and watch Jets-Dolphins. How spicy is that? Christmas Day, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Eagles Giants in Philly. Oh boy! I hope it goes a lot better than last time the Giants
0: were at the link. (laughs) Dear God, that playoff game was hard to watch, man. You think they'll throw snowballs at Santa?
1: That game is in Philly, correct? Uh, Cam, it's in Philly. Am I correct about that? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, it's in Philly. And then snowballs at Santa Claus. You're so lazy. That's such a lazy. I mean, it's not lazy. It's lazy. It happened once in 1968 with one moron. People don't forget, Carlin. No, they don't. They don't forget. And it was like two snowballs of a drunken idiot. Canty, New Year's Eve, Bengals Chiefs in Mm. Kansas City. Mm. Oh, I like that. Mm. The only problem I have so far is the fact that, and, and not that it's a huge deal. But the Dolphins, Chiefs, Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. Well, that's not happening. It's going to be overseas. But it's not like like if it was a quarterback, I think you would have had that. Uh, you would have had that game in Kansas City.
0: Listen, so. man, Bengals, Chiefs. I, I'll take as many of those as I can get. It's tremendous. That, that is a great oh rivalry that Mahomes and Burrow are working on.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you in moments. Which team on the brink of elimination, the Suns, the Warriors, Celtics, most in danger of their title window closing? That's Canty and Carlin. Next, 888 say espn 888-729-3776. We're in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker. We all know
2: breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free Bright Side Breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
4: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast.
1: greeny the podcast
0: previously on grainy
2: grainy.
1: Nuno, who lost over 100 pounds, and credit to him, that's amazing. But Canty, because he was once fat, he still believes he can make fun of me as a fat person and get away <laughs> with it. And I say, no, sir. If the first number is not a two in your weight anymore, you are no longer fat, and you have relinquished the right to make fun of fat people.
0: Because it's also
3: motivation for me not to go back. Oh, my
1: God, that's worse. That's the worst that's thing that's you are telling him. me. I That's worse, Nuno, no question about that. I need to make fun of you to make myself feel better. That's exact. Can we all do that? Speaking of
0: making fun of people, Mm. I got to make fun of my old man. What's up? He was at Jiffy Lube this morning getting his oil changed. Yeah. And it's his company car. So he wanted to get a receipt for the oil change. And they said that they would email it to him. And he asked for a printout. (laughs) And I said... And and he was frustrated because the printer at Jiffy Lube didn't have any ink in it. I said, Dad, they can email it to you, and then you can print it out when you go home. You know, you can can actually do that. Yeah, but I just need to have a paper trail. I need a hard copy for my records. I said, Pop, you will have a hard copy for your records when you print out the email that they send you at home. And it reminded me of a conversation my wife had with her mom about her plane ticket for Mother's Day. And my wife and her mom are flying to DC to enjoy DC for Mother's Day. Nice weekend down there. And her mom wanted to go to the airport to get a paper ticket <laughs> because she did not trust the boarding pass that they send you via email. Yeah. She didn't trust it. Yeah. And she wanted a paper ticket.
1: Oh, yeah. And no, it just, I get it's that. like
0: people of a certain generation just have to have paper, they can't settle for things being digitized.
1: Let me ask you this what's up? Would your father at this point take direct deposit, or does he not trust no, that No, no, yet? no, no, no. He
0: needs, he needs a check. Exactly. He wants a physical Paper check, check, and he wants to go <laughs> to the bank to deposit the check. Exactly. I'm exactly. like, why do you want to wait longer to get your money and then put another step <laughs> Between you and when you can access your money. Yep. It doesn't make
1: sense. I still know people who are like that. Well,
0: like the direct deposit hits the night before you would get paid a paper check. Yeah. And you don't have to actually go to the bank to cash the check or put it <laughs> or deposit it. Why would you? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want direct deposit. I don't understand why you wouldn't want your boarding pass on your phone. And I don't understand why you wouldn't want your receipts emailed to you.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I don't love the get fact it. I love the fact. That he said, I need a paper trail. <laughs> that, 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 right? I'm like, I need you? a paper trail what, on what, a receipt what are from you? Jiffy Lube, Carlin, what are you, El Chapo? <laughs> you need a paper trail? What are you talking about? A and, paper trail? And by the way, most paper trails now are kept by email. That's, that's my point. I need a paper trail. What are you talking about? Oh my
0: god. Oh, it's insane, man. I just I it's stuff like that drives me crazy with my old man. Oh, that's fantastic. Pops. It's okay. <laughs> Them sending you an email is okay. I said, "You know why they don't have ink in the printer?" Because nobody asks for a paper receipt anymore. Does he nobody.
1: Has, does he have a printer at home and is it a dot matrix?
0: <laughs> no, he doesn't, but my mom has a printer. So <laughs> okay. he he uses well, that.
1: But but your mom is more than comfortable doing all that stuff. Well, she has
0: to print it out for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he can't print it
1: out himself. Oh, my God. He can't, print, he can't book flights on his own. It's it's a whole mess. and Carlin in for Grady on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, the NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Warriors hosting the Lakers. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. Celtics last night just looked absolutely awful, and whether it's Joe Missoula, whether you want to point at the players, whatever it is, you have to start to wonder if that is falling apart on them. When you look at the Jalen Brown comments from earlier this year, the all NBA teams are going to get announced today, mm. and that is exceptionally important to the future of Jalen Brown because if he makes an all-NBA team, he is eligible for the Supermax. He has got one year left on his deal. So if he signs a Supermax this offseason, he cannot be traded for an entire year.
0: Well, we can move the if part out of the equation, right? We right. don't have to put that qualifier. He's going to take if he's the Supermax. eligible yes. for the Supermax, he's going to sign the Supermax because it's $100 million more than any other contract that he
1: could sign, whether it's with the Celtics now or another team later. Well, but think about this, okay? So Jalen Brown's going to get the Supermax. A year from now, well, even this summer, if the relationship has been that bad or he really doesn't believe in what he's doing, if you are the Boston Celtics and you gave Joe Missoula unnecessarily a contract extension at the All-Star break, Mm -hmm. are you willing to admit that mistake a few months later if the Celtics are out and Jalen Brown is looking like a year from now he's gonna be headed for leaving town.
0: Well, I think that's when you have to lean on your relationship with the player and you gotta figure out where Jalen Brown's head is at. But based on some of the things that we've been hearing in the Athletic and the Ringer and these other different publications, he ain't happy in Boston. No. He's not happy not winning a championship. He's not happy being a second fiddle to Jason Tatum, and he's not happy with some off the court stuff because he's alluded to it in talking about the Boston community at large and You know him being a huge advocate with social justice in the community stance on said issues. So, if you're Boston, you got to make your next move your best move. And if Jalen Brown is eligible for the Supermax, then you're likely going to get him to extend this summer. Now, that doesn't guarantee that he's going to be around beyond the the upcoming season, which is 2023-2024, because he only has to stay for a year before he can be traded. I think... Whether he extends, whether he doesn't, you have another year with Jalen Brown, and it's up to you this summer to prove that the organization is committed to him being one of the faces of the franchise. And if that means that Jalen Brown is uncomfortable with what happened this year and what Joe Missoula has done specifically in these playoffs, then you got to eat the contract extension and move off of Joe Missoula. I don't even think that's a debate.
1: Yeah, I I look at it now. I'm not going to say that the Celtics... Championship window is closing if they lose this series. Not yet. I would look at them because it's going to be virtually guaranteed at that point that they would at least have Brown for another year. And whether or not that includes Missoula, they have a chance to fix it. So as long as those two players are on the team, I believe in that.
0: Yeah, if you got two all-NBA players, then you're going to have a chance right. to compete for a championship. Uh, yeah. The
1: Warriors, I'm not ready to close the door on that if they lose this series. Because I think with Draymond having the opportunity to opt back in and the ball being in his court ultimately, A, I don't know that anybody else is going to hand Draymond more than the $27 million he can get. And then B... I looked at the Phoenix Suns and I think they would be a lot more likely to be the team that I would be concerned about their window.
0: Yeah, hey. I'm with, I'm with you on Golden State. I don't think this year is the end of the dynasty.
1: 888 say ESPN. So of these three teams on the brink of elimination, who is most in danger of having their championship window closed? Scott in Manhattan is up first on ESPN Radio. Scott, what do you think?
3: Well, I guess, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, you know, Canty, I got to tell you, man, old school never changes, man. So, you know, your dad and them, they're going to be how they are, man. <laughs> 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 That's not changing, man. So you can't fight, you can't win. But anyway, guys, I was thinking, I said Golden State, and I was just talking about one of the parameters of what's happening with the game right now. Dalvin Ham is winning the coaching battle here. You know, Golden State with these crucial turnovers, Klay Thompson looking average with, with Austin Rees and these guys blowing by him. And and to top it off, they'll have no answer for AD. So I just see that, 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 that window. I mean, that's going to change if Jordan Poole doesn't come out of the cell. But I think there's going to be some transitions over there. So uh, I see that
0: one just being moved on.
1: Yeah, I, w- when you were talking about that level of talent still on the team, I'm not going to close that door quite yet, especially when it's up to Draymond as to whether or not he wants to come back. Jordan Poole's got to get fixed. I mean, whether they move off of him this offseason, whatever it is, uh, if they move away and they add somebody else instead, yeah, I think that they will either be confident in his fixing this problem or that they will go get somebody else who can. Well, if it's Jordan
0: Poole or not, they need somebody to fill that role. Somebody that can be a presence off the bench, that can beat defenses off the bounce, can create shots for himself and others. They got to find somebody to fit that role if
1: it ain't Jordan Poole. Donovan next on ESPN Radio. Donovan, what do you think?
3: Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, like the last caller said, man, it's the Warriors, man. Darvin Ham is showing up. Our defense is showing up. We know who Steph and Clay is, but it's like they making mental mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Ice Spice for messing up Jordan Poole here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's looking lovely, man. Hey, and Jordan Poole, I understand why you got messed up, man. She was dancing in front of that mirror, man. I understand, man, but Lakers in five, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, she got the bag, didn't he?
1: She How long is she on. gonna hang out she if the, he keeps playing like I, this? I
0: don't, I don't think very long. Yeah, I don't think very long. But here, here's what I'll say, man. I, I mean, I feel like when we look at the Lakers and the Warriors, they're and this might be a controversial take. There's probably more runway with the Warriors, and I get what I'm saying because it's only a one year proposition with Golden State after this season. I don't know that there are any guarantees that AD and LeBron are going to be able to stay healthy for a sustained period of time in order to roll through the playoffs like we're seeing right now. I don't think they can come back again next year and go on a deep playoff run. No, I. I don't see that. I think so. I mean, if one of the two teams, if we're saying that one of these two teams can contend for a championship next year. I would actually put my money on the Warriors over the L.A. Lakers, as wild as that
1: sounds. And this is why I also think if you're the Lakers, you can't take any of these games for granted. Yeah. Even tonight. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of talk, well, as long as they don't get tonight, the you know, they'll get game six. Won't be a problem. Listen, I don't think the Warriors are going to win three in a row. I just don't want to give them any kind of life. If you're going to tell me they're dead, show me the body. Yeah,
0: you got to bury them. They have a heart of a champion. You have to bury the Golden State Warriors. If you got a chance to do it tonight, if you're talking about the game being within single digits in the fourth quarter, it's a game the Lakers absolutely have to win.
2: Thanks for listening to Greenie, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or. Watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greenie on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also
0: available wherever you get your podcast.